0: Many say that startups equal the unpolished MBA. Anyone who has built a business from an idea can attest to the fact that the experience is another level MBA, and there's nothing quite like it. Since you must be extremely resourceful and scrappy as a startup founder, quite often doing many things unconventionally, the conventional corporate MBAs consider the experience unpolished. But is it really? Honestly, having been on both sides as an engineer in corporate and then as a startup founder with an MBA, I'd have to agree with those who say that you don't need an MBA to be a startup founder. In fact, I think you learn more on how to build a company as a startup founder than you do in a structured MBA program. In fact, you certainly earn an MBA while on the job, building the company piece by piece. Build the plane on the way down, they say. Well, that's exactly what it is. But there are lessons to be shared to help both sides learn from each other. The Unpolished NBA podcast will be the sharing of candid conversation related to topics on both sides of the fence. One is not better than the other, just different. Let's jump in. I'm your host, Monique Mills, and in my work, I get to have great conversations with a lot of smart and interesting people. Some of them are tech startup founders and entrepreneurs in various industries, and others are corporate employees. Here, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Walter Lay, a startup founder in Atlanta, and he shares some of his thoughts about starting a company without an MBA and how it has caused some self-doubt at times. We dig into the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, and to give you context, today it's August 2020, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, high unemployment, and a major election coming up. I always talk about luck and timing when it comes to the success of companies, and Walter's company is one that is positioned just right because it helps people become informed about their state and local elections during a time where it's so important. Listen into this conversation as we dive deep into the pros and cons of entrepreneurship.
1: I am an entrepreneur.
0: Okay. MBA or no MBA? No MBA. Okay. So how did you arrive at entrepreneurship?
1: Um, Let's see. So I was a Georgia Tech graduate. Worked in the financial tech industry after I graduated for some time, and mainly within startups. Okay. And it's always been something that's you know interesting to me. Both of my parents are you know business owners. Um, I think my dad's dad was a business owner. My mom's family was <laughs> business owners. So it's just kind of something that um, definitely had like a good example for how to take that dive and kind of start your own thing. Um, so after working for a couple of years in the uh, the last startup I worked for, really had a passion to want to do what I'm doing now uh, to create a startup that was uh, both used technology, but also had a social impact to it um, and thought that I could do that best kind of on my own. So decided to, to leave my job and kind of go out on my own.
0: So wait a minute. You also had experience working for a startup before you started your own thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so wait a minute. So some people say that encourages them to want to do their own thing. And it shows them that, hey, if that person can do it, I can too. But then some people scares them away. They're like, hey, I need more structure. So what was your experience working for that startup?
1: Yeah, you know, now that I am in my own thing, I, <laughs> now I'm aware of how much it kind of entails, right? I, I didn't really learn that from the, the startup that I worked for previously. Like I wouldn't have uh, been able to tell you, you know, how difficult and grueling it can be. Um, so I probably okay. would have been, would have been a little bit more scared before this, but mm-hmm. yeah I, I, and I don't know why that is the, the startup I worked at beforehand, um, you know, I, I guess it was just that they were well-funded and so that they kind of had the security that I think comes with a, a normal corporate job. You know, I was never in danger of, of losing my job. They were never in danger of having to, you know, downsize or, or anything like that. Okay. I was there. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't, definitely wasn't afraid of that.
0: Okay. All right. So yeah, so it wasn't necessarily early stage. They had funding. They were basically trying to scale at that point. They weren't still trying to figure out if their business model worked.
1: Yeah and they um they had a couple of of you know big name investors which I think provided a lot of that security yeah. also any i think startup within the financial tech industry especially what we were doing working uh it was b2b service working directly with um uh financial credit card processors and financial institutions so they they had to have that sense of like security to be able to work in that industry
0: yeah
1: um, so yeah, didn't have have much uncertainty there, but at the same time, I think it provided a lot of the uh, the exciting parts that kind of made me very right. interested in entrepreneurship. So, mm-hmm. you know, I could work on what I wanted to for the most part, so long as it was something that was you know helpful. I wasn't stuck in a um, you know very like restrictive role that had a very specific career and growth path. Like it was it was very dynamic. I could. Um, you know, put in a lot of extra work and be rewarded for it. I could, you know, think of an idea for a project that I thought would add a lot of value to the company and pursue it. So they were very encouraging.
0: Wow, that's the great part about working for a startup, especially when you compare it to being in most structured corporate environments. It's it's, it's night and day. Uh, um, so, So this is the thing. Let's talk about where you are right now In your startup, so you're very early stage, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Coming up on. Okay,
0: so um,
1: working on this full time.
0: You're working on it full time. So, if you don't mind, share the name of your company and what you do, and what you what impact you're you're expecting to have in the industry that you're pursuing.
1: Yeah, so the startup I founded is called Branch, and we are right now just focused in the Atlanta area. Our whole mission is to empower people to vote with knowledge and with power. So we're really focused on providing information in a very like convenient and digestible way for people to be informed about state and local elections is our whole thing. Um, kind of look at it like the TurboTax but of voting so somebody goes in enters in their address and we walk them through the process of you know here's what's going to be on your ballot um, here's who's running for what what ideas they stand for who's funding them why it impacts them um, and that's kind of uh, the gist of it is just to make that process of voting for the smaller elections below the presidential level really accessible for people
0: yeah the local the local elections are really where it's at right that's where it Yeah is exactly <laughs> so So with that being said, being in these early stages, what would you say is the most, has been the most challenging part? You
1: know, I think, and one thing that I think ties well into the topic of of your podcast is having to learn a lot of things that I don't know. Um, So,
0: Can you give me an example of one?
1: Yeah. So one, one of the immediate ones that come to mind is funding, right? So I, in my previous startup, worked as a software architect and then a product manager. And so I was kind of exposed to revenue generation. But when you're talking about, you know, raising capital, I was not anywhere near those conversations. Um, and so just the the whole process of going about uh, raising funding, and also learning how to do that, especially as someone that didn't have any sort of formal MBA background, that was very difficult.
0: Whoa. Um, so can I enlighten you on something? Yeah, definitely. So y- you know that um, I, I, I was a startup founder with an MBA. I, I actually went into startup, uh, creating a startup while I was doing my MBA. And uh, uh, let me tell you this, they don't teach you how to fundraise when you get your MBA. Really? No, <laughs> they don't teach you about that. Um, they, if you it, like certain schools have different tracks, like I did, I did my MBA at Georgia tech and the track that I took was management of technology, which they do have mm. uh, like a capstone project. Where you create an idea and it's kind of a, you know, a mock of what a startup founder would go through. Mm. So, but it's not as intense right and they do talk a little bit about pitch deck and all that but i learned by doing and so those who are startup founders like hey i think i would have known this or known that had i done my nba you may have heard of the terms and stuff before but you still wouldn't have known how to do it because they don't teach you that in MBA. In yeah. no nba program that i know of that's that's, that's something separate
1: yeah and it's interesting because the the only reason i was able to fumble my way through it is just talking to a bunch of people who, um, not, not people that have even received education, Mm -hmm. but people who have just done it before, right? People that were, you know, 20, 30 years ahead of me within the industry that could provide that sort of guidance. Um, but that's very interesting to hear.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not a formula. Like, you know, I come from a background of engineering (laughs) where everything is literally a formula, right? And so, you know, you got two plus two is going to be four, but that's not how Business works, and I think um, a lot of people expect that, like, if I do this formula, if I do the classes at ATDC, if I do CreateX, and then I get into Venture Atlanta, and then I do this, and then I can raise money, and, like, that's not true. I know people who have done all of those things, and their business still did not go any further than, you know, it, it was in the early stages. So, In this next section, we're going to talk about how the entrepreneurial journey can really, really affect your mental health and how to sort of deal with that. Take a listen. I think we are too hard on ourselves about um, allowing ourselves to feel. And it's okay to allow yourself to feel sorry for yourself in the moment. You know, we all go through that. But then being able to pick yourself up and be like, Okay, what's next? Like who can I, you know, get to help me think through this? This is one of the main reasons why founders feel so frustrated as well is because they try to figure out everything themselves when they're embarrassed to say, Hey, this didn't work out. You know. It didn't work out and they don't want to share that with anyone. And so Yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's, that's very real. So you got to let people in. If there is something where I'm saying like, you know, the ups and downs in entrepreneurship, I've been there. I've been there when it's days like, you know what? I don't want to get out of bed, but I have to. (laughs) And it's been those days where I wake up at four o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning, like, Oh, this, this will be great for the business. And I got to write it down. I got to put it in my Evernote. So I've, I've been there. And so when people are excited or at the point where they are in a valley about the business, I know how to pull them through that because I've, I've, I've been there, done it. And I know that a lot of times it's a matter of them just kind of talking through it and then seeing what's on the other side of this, because it's not over. And even if you do pivot the business, like you did, you may pivot the business and come up with new ways to keep things going. And then just always know it's not you. If you decide to shut the business down at some point, that's okay. You personally are not a failure. You just did not find product market fit at that time. And timing and look has a lot to do with startup success.
1: Yeah, Both I would, of I which you have that.
0: no control over.
1: Branch, um, we, at the beginning of 2020, we, we had this concept. it to our advisor who at the time uh, was a guy that you know had worked in campaigning all of his life right he's worked in a uh, as a senior staff member for one of the big 2016 presidential campaigns like he's a really smart guy published author on on the topic of campaigns and went talk to him about this new concept about state and local elections and he was like oh it's it's a bad concept was like what do you mean (laughs) he was like there's no way you get people to pay attention to it because and And his perspective was that, you know his whole life he had worked for state and local elections and just had an impossible time getting people to pay attention. Um, and I think part of how we kind of proved him wrong through launching was, you know we we made this a lot easier and a lot more accessible for people, which naturally drew people in. But a lot of it had to do with luck as well. Like, both with COVID and the recent like Black Lives Matter movement have just highlighted the importance of these state and local elections. To where everybody's looking for ways to, you know, get more involved in their state and local elections. And then we have, you know, come up at that point. We had already launched the product that you know a month before the election, um, where right. people could actually like use that momentum and you know find a way to kind of turn that passion into action. Um, that was something that we had zero control. I think what you said too is very insightful. I think we, we never hear about startups until they're successful, right? That's right. We never, we, we look around all these companies, even like startups within the Atlanta community. We don't hear about them until they're successful. So we don't hear about the, you know, months and years of, you know, grueling dead ends and, you know, all-nighters and, and things like that, that go into...
0: And the um, tears. There are yeah, tears. <laughs> There are oh, grown definitely. man and grown woman tears in yeah. in this process. Yep, every yeah, and like you
1: said, the flip side of waking up at three a.m. with a good idea is waking up at two thirty a.m. having a panic attack about you know <laughs> how you're going to make <laughs> enough money. That and it's it's just all part of it. Um, but nobody nobody talks about that. And no. so you know if you're having those things, you're you're on the right track. Um, yeah, you're
0: track on the right track, Walter. You are, you are doing all the right things that needs to be done for a business to be successful. You're doing those things and if certain things are out of your control and then you're controlling the things that you can control, right? So right now, your product is something that people need to know about in order to engage in their local elections and understand what's going on. So if you don't mind, I'd love for you to share with the audience what branch does, right? How they can access it, and how they can reach out to you if there are any questions or if they would like to be a part of your movement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, Branch is a a free nonpartisan website. It quickly informs people on their state and local elections in very clear, digestible terms. We interview all of the candidates that are running for federal, state, and local offices around the Atlanta area and within Georgia, um, primarily focused on Atlanta, and then we present that information through our website. Um, so it's a really easy, intuitive experience. Um, our next election coming up, next big election, is the November election here in Georgia, um, for which we'll have coverage for you know Fulton counties, DeKalb counties, and probably Cobb and Gwinnett as well. Um, so, I mean, first of all, We're gonna be around in November. We're gonna be a tool for people to use and definitely uh, check that out and and use it, Um, especially if you haven't voted in some of these smaller elections before. They are uh, very impactful and that's what we kind of aim to highlight through the website. Um, But you can learn about our product on our website, which is www.branch.vote. And one of the other things that we're doing right now is we're running a Kickstarter campaign to fund our coverage for the November election, Mm -hmm. which you can also find a link to on our website. Uh, but that is running through the end of August. So if you're somebody that believes in the mission, would definitely appreciate your financial support as well.
0: That's awesome, Walter. This is great timing. You can't get any luckier than (laughs) one of the most historic elections and time periods in the history of the world, not just our country. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to share your experience and us to kind of talk about the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur Um, but also I hope that as we end this conversation, you know, that an MBA would not change your trajectory as far as what you're doing right now.
1: I definitely take comfort in that because I do, I do think sometimes I'm like, Oh, this might be easier, but, um, but yeah, and I appreciate what you're doing and, and just to highlight that and hopefully, you know, more people can be encouraged to, um, to go through the entrepreneurship journey and not feel like they have to. You know, have, have all the degrees and certifications first.
0: Okay, that's it. Walter shared some real truths in this episode. There are seriously grown man and grown woman tears shed on entrepreneurial journey. And having an MBA won't shield you from that because the truth is nobody knows it all. And there's no amount of education that can prevent you from going through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. If you have questions, go ahead and send us a message using the link in the show notes. Your questions may be incorporated into a future episode. And if it is, we'll notify you. The Unpolished MBA conversation continues and you can be a part of it by going to unpolishedmba.com. Thank you for listening.